What are you laughing at, Neil? What are you, what's so funny? Who can tell? Who can tell me? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buck Till I Die podcast. Neil's already laughing at me. I'm not sure why. This is episode number 146. This is our Queers episode. And we might talk about some bands, too. Ah, very good. Very good. It, and as, as you can tell, probably from the echo, we're actually live and in person in my mm-hmm. living room recording together. It's kind of kind of strange, actually, Neil, because you, you and I, we, we've been friends for about three years, right? And that whole time, of course, you've had this amazing bachelor pad apartment in Skokie, and it's we, so, you know, I've been up here quite a few times, and this will probably be the last time, because you're, uh, you're uh, moving moving about 10 minutes away, so it's, yeah, this is a, I, I don't know that I'll ever set foot in Skokie again after today, but <laughs> I guess we'll see. Well, we'll see. I mean, obviously, if any more shows get arranged before yeah. like i'm guessing i'll probably move in like march ish okay so i mean maybe before but um but yeah so if there's any shows before that i'll probably see you up here again but if not then yeah you won't see this place and it's a great apartment it is it is it's it's, it's killer's huge it's funny because you know the touring season in michigan chicago doesn't really affect it by the winter weather just because it's chicago but we don't get a ton of great touring bands up in michigan in january and february it's just not really a i mean you know, occasionally but nobody wants to go to Michigan, Michigan in February. I don't blame them. I don't want to be in Michigan in February. <laughs> but uh, I did while I was while I was here this weekend. I did buy tickets at the box office because I'm a cheap bastard. And I don't like to pay convenience fees that aren't that convenient. If we're being honest, I bought tickets for a show in March, so to pretty much guarantee that I would come back in March. So we'll see. It's so uh, that whole thing convenience fees. I'm printing it myself. Yeah. So why should I pay them five, six extra dollars so I can download a PDF and print it myself? What's well, convenient? I, it doesn't and, make and any it, sense, and right? It's worse than it, that. It because, belief. And once again, okay, Ticketmaster tirade time, right? I look at shows I went to when I was like seventeen years old or whatever. This ticket would be like seventeen fifty, mm-hmm. and the ticket this was Ticketmaster. The ticket fee would be like two fifty. So the ticket would be twenty bucks. Right. Now, if you buy a twenty dollar ticket, your fee's gonna be over ten dollars. Right. And right. you still get to print it at home. You don't even get the freaking collectible ticket, which are some of the few, one of the few things I've been able to hold on to over the years. And even in my drunken state, usually managed to jump, you know, jam the stub in the wall. Even though I did lose the one from Sloppy Seconds the other day. Or even though, or even worse is will call because with the will call ones, you're never quite hundred percent sure that the guy, that yeah. the the dope at the fucking. Uh, at the security desk or whatever, when you go to check in, we'll actually have the information right, or they'll have spelled your name right, or whatever, right? Or, so, yeah, or worse yet, now the Ticketmaster ones, where any if it's a Ticketmaster venue, it's just all on your phone. It's wanted to be touch free for safety. Dude, that so is, meanwhile, I got yes. four tickets on my phone. We all got to stand in the same spot, and it's for my safety. As I'm about to go into a club with five million people stomping on one another, I mean, well, it's like even worse than that. Have you had any of these ones yet where the ticket? It's not, they won't give you like a, a PDF on your phone of the ticket. They actually want you to download, so, no, they want you to download an app. There's a special app yeah, you have to download. That's what it is for yeah. Download the app, sign in, see if you can remember your fucking password, and then maybe the tickets will be in there. Let me tell you something, you buddy. Know? If my password gets tapped, I'm totally screwed because I pretty <laughs> only much have one. use the same password yeah, yeah. for everything. No, but Except I, for my PayPal, because that has that actual that's actual money, so I have a slightly different version of that. Well, here's the thing. So, I mean, uh, I bought tickets for that Circle Direct show in March, yeah. right? And I bought them probably a month when it was first announced, a month yeah. or two ago. I downloaded the app then. I can't even remember what the app is called. <laughs> so, is, is it not just Ticketmaster? No. 
it was some special like ticket app and I don't remember what it was called so I'm desperately hoping that when March rolls around I'll be able to at least remember what the app is called so we can find the tickets when we when we had our episode our our sloppy seconds episode we talked about our sloppy weekend that was the last time you and I recorded face to face I the the night after you know we went Scott and I went down to Indianapolis and I'm I'm sure I talked about the horrors of that but it was the same thing I had both the tickets on my phone well this was a big corporate venue had metal detectors and all kinds of crap like that so he's way on the other end I'm like dude you got to come over here because I have both of our tickets so we had to go back through the metal detectors the bitching was Holy. almost almost never ending but <laughs> wait, I think we talked about that I mean getting into that place was seriously like trying to cross the Berlin Wall in the early eighties you had to have so much paperwork and you know semen well, sample and everything else you know talking about that well we'll, we'll get to something like that <laughs> yeah. in a minute because man okay so to, to just give this some backstory um the queers and Susie moon and a number of other bands were playing friday and saturday at reggie's in chicago yeah, same and room, so, same, so same basic setup so tom and scott drove in friday afternoon and one night they stayed in a little um Flea Pit and Chi- in Chinatown, <laughs> and another night, the second night, they drove up to Skokie, you know, to, to be by me so we could record this. So um, they came in town on Friday afternoon, and um, we went to see them Friday night, and we went on Saturday night as well, so we went two nights in a row, and then we got to hang out a lot. So um, uh, should we play a song first before we actually get into some, sure, of, the, some sure. of the meat? What do you want? You want to do a... Um... Let's do let's do a Susie song. Let's do a Susie Moon song. Let's do. Uh... Well, actually, before we get into it, should we just say um, a punk rock legend died this week? You want to start with that, or is that its own segment? Oh, should we? Oh, should we go out with that? Should we? Should we go I off with know. sign off with that? It's never easy to do a long distance death dedication. Just ask Casey Kasem. <laughs> okay, Casey. Okay, yeah. Okay, Casey Kasem. <laughs> so um, actually, so let's play a Susie Moon song. And the reason I say that let's play a Susie Moon song first. Because we were kind of, we were definitely interested in going to these queer shows, at least one of them. But when they put Susie on the bill, hundred percent, that yeah. definitely was a huge bonus. Because yeah. of course we've had her on this podcast. Of course, we've had Joe Queer too, obviously. But we had Susie on, and she was a great guest, and uh, we'd never seen her, so we were looking forward to hearing her. Yeah, and about seeing, you, seeing her, so yeah, so no, that was a big bonus. So so we'll play a Susie song. For yeah, you. and I actually kept in touch with her on on social media a little bit, and she's awesome about about that stuff. So yeah, we felt a certain kinship with Susie. Yeah. I think for for whatever reason. So all right, so we're gonna start off with um, which Susie Moon song? Special place we're in gonna hell. Play? Special place in hell. Yeah. So, which, so the thing with Susie, she's got a bunch of material, and it's it's really good. I mean, it's some good stuff, definitely. Um, and but she's only so far really has released those three proper songs on the EP, which right. At the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure... I, I don't know if I'm going to do a separate, like, best of EPs list, but this is definitely one of my favorite EPs of the year. Yeah. Three, three song, 12-inch, all yeah. three songs on both sides. So, yeah, check it out. I, I mean, we, we played all three of those songs, obviously, when she was on here with us. But, yeah, check it out. Special Place in Hell, Susie Moon, from her Call the Shots EP.
All right, that was Susie Moon with a special place in hell. Um, so, Friday afternoon, you guys rolled into town. What did you... Because I had to work Friday, so I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't hang out with these guys on Friday. Uh, Friday afternoon, I should say. So, um, tell us about what you did when you well, rolled it down, what time you got we, in you and know, stuff. We, we, we especially went out of our way. You know, you know, Scott and I love to eat. We love to eat and we love to drink. Neil cannot nearly keep up with this eating or drinking, but he tries. He tries. <laughs> He's a good sport. That's why, you know, Neil's like half the size of the two of us. But uh, we, uh, so we actually like made sure that we were hitting lunchtime this Irish place that our wives raved about in Michigan City on the way through. It was called McGinnis Public House. It was very good, I must no, okay, say. If so, you want to go get some Irish, English pub fare or whatever. So for our out-of-town friends. Um, we basically had to go through Michigan City. Michigan City is right on the border of Indiana and Michigan, and you had to go through it. We had to go through Indiana to get to Illinois. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so that's actually, is it on the Michigan side or is it on it's the... It's on the Indiana side. It's on the Indiana yeah. side. In, in the, but it's a city called Michigan City. It's, How confusing it, 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 is that? Exactly. There you go. As opposed to Indiana City up in Michigan, which I don't know if that exists or not. Wow. Okay. So you stopped there on the way in and then... Had a, had a great lunch and we came up to Chinatown where we always stay and it was a little early to get in the hotel. So we actually went over to Reggie's and had a couple of drinks because of course we did. Yeah, because Reggie's isn't just a nighttime venue. It's open like, no, for they, lunch and stuff, No, as a matter of fact, right? when we were over there, so we went over there like 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something, it was full of like construction guys uh, just drinking after work or drinking during work or whatever they're doing. They, the place was full of like high visibility sweatshirts, orange and <laughs> yeah. green, you know. So for those... But it was a working man's crowd. I mean, it was, it was a good... Uh, it was cool. For those that don't know, Reggie's is actually a really interesting place. It's it's on the south side, not deep south side, but like it's like south side of downtown, not the south yeah. side like where they're dragging fifteen bodies out every right. weekend. Um, it's like two thousand South State or something like that, and it's but it, there's really nothing else on that no. on that block, and it's a big building, and so um, for music, they've got the place kind of split in half. There's a bar on the left hand side. Um, which has a smaller stage. Holds a couple hundred. Yeah, holds a couple hundred. And then on the right-hand side, um, there's, a, there's the Rock Club, which holds like 400 Four or 500 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then there's an upstairs, there's a rooftop bar. But the and one on the right has like a proper stage. Yeah, proper stage. The, one, yeah. the bar, I mean, it's it's and the security is very minimal. I mean, you could walk. The stage hits what about knee high? Right. I mean, you guys were yesterday for a while. You guys were right up at the. I don't even know if it's knee stage. high. It's like shin high. Yeah. yeah. So you, you stand right there, and it's, yeah. I mean, there was never there wasn't any problems as far as needing security. But I mean, you you could you know yeah you could grab Joe stage. Queer's ankle if you wanted him to kick you in the face. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he might he might snap or those, him. Or those boots Susie was wearing, man. She split your skull with those heels. I was so impressed that she was even because there was so much water and stuff on the stage. I was impressed that she didn't slip mm. in those in those high he, uh, heels she was wearing. <laughs> My God. Um, anyway, we her, her, we, we, her sort of dominatrix thing. Yeah, we we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, so okay, so you had uh, you had so drinks we over, there, over yeah, there. Yeah, we went over there and then we went checking the hotel and may or may not have had a nap after about four tall beers by the time we got there and. And then we, it was pissing down rain. It, it was, was the weather places, was fucking miserable. There was a couple places we wanted to walk to, but it was so rainy and crappy that we actually jumped on the train because, you know, that's what the homeless people do when it rains. <laughs> and uh, we took the train up to Gino's East and had a way too much deep dish pizza. And then we came back down. It's funny, we got off the train, you guys were in the parking lot, and we walked over to the. So you did the touristy thing. How much was the deep dish pizza? Uh, 32 bucks or something. I don't know. What did you get? Was he a special? Was it sausage and. No, we get like the deluxe. Oh. All right. Um, I'm not that picky of an eater, in case you couldn't guess. I know Scott's <laughs> wife. Scott's wife is a little pickier of an eater, so. Oh, you said picky. I thought you said I'm not that big of an eater. Oh no, I was no, no! Go, I'm not I was going to go bullshit on that. Well, listen, dude. When you get a pizza that's meant for a family for two guys, you eat the whole thing. <laughs> 
You like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. He's always a challenge. I see. Well, what do we do? We don't have a fridge, and you know, we can't carry it with us. Yeah, you could just throw it away. You don't have to. That was that was the second <laughs> of our that was the second of our three meals during the day. So so for me, so I had to. Oh my god, Friday was a shit show. Yeah, the dude. weather was terrible. Um, it, it was it was warm, but it was raining. It just it was miserable. So we started driving home with me and my daughter because we worked together. So we were driving home, and. Um, Right as we were starting, because we were like, hey, I left about three or something, because I wanted to get downtown to meet you guys at like six. Did you swing by home, or did you just go straight down there? Um, I was going to drop Lady off at home so she could feed the cat. And then I... Oh, the I, then damn, I, then the I was gonna, cat. I think this cat is going to be the biggest cat Well, I'm going to get to that. Well, I'm going to get to that. So, um, and I was going to drop off at home. I'd come home and just change and oh, stuff like that and get ready for the show. And so I get home, I'll uh, drop Lady off 10 minutes back to my place. And then she calls me up. I get a phone call from her. I'm like, oh, shit, this won't be good. And uh, apparently the cat has got, the little kitten has got some kind of intestinal intestinal parasite or something and needed to be taken to the vet, like, immediately. It done some, like, disgusting thing in the litter box. Neil so, did not take me up on my offer to take care of the problem for him. <laughs> yeah, no fucking, <laughs> no tyrants. Thank you. So I had to rush back over there and take her to the vet because her mom was, her mom was out. So uh, we had to rush and do that in the rain. And so you texted me at that point and said, hey, we're having some cat problems. At that point. I'm like, oh, Neil's out for tonight. Yep. I was actually shocked that you made it down there because yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. So, but he's, like, I, he's a he's an old he's a crazy cat lady. He's gonna he's gonna nurse this thing back. To, he's gonna feed it himself, <laughs> breastfeed this thing back to health. But as it turned out, it's really it wasn't that big of a deal. I guess it's fairly common. It's kind of like worms. It's not worms, but it's something like that. It's all good. You just have to occasionally collect some of its feces. And like, well, Lydia did. Lydia had a, had, a, had a bag in my car <laughs> to take to the vet. Right? I'm like, oh, that's great. I got a bag of shit in my so car. So you look, you're an old white man. You get pulled over by the cops. You're like, what kind of drugs are these, son? <laughs> yeah. They beat just, you with a billy club. Take a look. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> take a look, sir. Um, but anyway, at this point, Lydia really didn't feel like going. And I'm like, come on. Because if you don't go and it's pissing no, down the rain, down I'm not driving down there by yeah. myself. And I don't want to blow these guys off. But she was a good sport and she said, okay. We probably would have been all right without you, but I was glad you made it down. So we um so we got in the car and we just and we headed down and we got down probably about because of the weather and because of the it doesn't matter what time it is Chicago traffic fucking sucks and um, yeah it's amazing eight o'clock at night backed up yeah so we got down there probably seven thirty and I parked in the parking lot and was getting out just to walk and then we see you two bastards walking over the same way waddling yeah so yeah, it was uh, so full of pizza we could barely walk waddling yeah. over to the club so we got over there the show started at. Eight. eight. Supposed to start. It started about eight thirty. Yeah, so we got in there at like eight ten or something like that. And as soon as we got in there, I mean this is this is how cool she is. As soon as we got in there, I was like, I wonder if I'll recognize I thought I'd recognize Susie Moon immediately, but because I never is, met her before. She has a she definitely has a presence or aura oh. that lets you know she's not, you know, your Chicago neighbor chick. So she was sitting at what was going to be the merch, right, as you, as you got into the left. I'm like, holy shit, that's her, immediately. Yeah. And she looked fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, you think of someone that's been on tour for a while, you think they're going yeah. to look kind of bedraggled and or stuff. Or smell bad or something. Yeah. She looked like a million dollars. I mean, she, her band looked like a band on tour. Yeah. She looked like a million bucks. Not that they looked bad. I mean, they looked fine. They, yeah, were, they yeah. were fine. They didn't yeah. stink Rock and roll. But, I mean, I, I still can't smell from COVID, luckily. Maybe they did stink. <laughs> I don't know. But but she looked right. She had she, like she had like a fur coat. She had like on a, a knee length fur coat, knee length leather boots with pretty high heels and sort of a, and I, I I certainly mean this in the most attractive way a Cruella Deville sort of haircut where it was sort of like blonde on one <laughs> two tone yeah blonde on one blonde on one side of the other. and and I mean I'm not talking like the you know the Glenn Close you know matronly Cruella Deville I'm talking like the Emma Stone hot you know Cruella Deville 
but yeah, she's she definitely uh, is a presence, a presence in the room. She's very very small, very very short, thin, you petite. Know, very, yeah, yeah petite um, but. I mean, the nice thing was, she's always wearing a punk to lie die t-shirt, and she immediately came over and gave us a hug. I mean, yeah. she was... She was uh, very sweet. Yeah, she's uh, super personable. So, anyway, that was great. So, we were talking to her for a while, asking how the tour was going and stuff like that. And then, <coughs> the first band came on. Uh, Tom. Gee, thanks, Neil. So, I, I got I got Tell us about the first I gotta, band. I gotta say... So, there was four bands each night. Yeah, four Let's bands just put each it there. night. Let's put it there. Well, okay. and the thing is, too, the side we were on is called the the... It's not the rock, it's called the music joint. Yeah, so it's the bar side, so, yeah, the smaller side. So, you know, unlike a, a show at a, a venue where it's run like a real tight tight schedule, this is a bar show. They want people there drinking, you know. So the first band didn't go on to like 8.30, but both nights, to put this diplomatically, we did not really care for the opening bands on either night. It seemed like they were maybe booked with an eye towards diversity i didn't think either of them were particularly good fit i mean they're definitely not for old men i mean or, it's one of those things they're, they're kids i don't even I, I don't even know if i'm proper to sit in judgment but it did not do a damn thing for us well no sure. well it was it was an odd fit on the bill yeah i mean i was. mean that's the best way to put it the rest of it was definitely i mean Susie's not but you know the other bands were definitely you know the captain here's are obviously yeah. kind of ramon's core kind yeah. of thing and the the other band was sort of in that same you know social d rock and roll punk you know kind of kind of field so i mean i I have kind of mixed feelings about it because i I appreciate the fact that well for one thing these bands are probably willing to play for free so that always helps but you know i appreciate the fact of trying to be diverse it's just not for me the bands weren't for me you know just well they seem like the kind of bands that you might get at playing the high school prom well the (laughs) the first band had this most wholesome young lady singing and they opened with a Fall Out Boy song, which I didn't which know. Lydia was, yeah, Lydia was going Lydia off. Lydia was very excited. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So the band was called Calico Plaid, which it just sounds like they got like but a they, generic band name generator. Well, they, the thing is, they reminded me of, they just seemed so wholesome, like they should be playing at the mall or something. They were so young, you know. High, high school, high school. Uh, I mean, I, I doubt they were high school. But in I the high school gym or something. or something. Yeah, but you know, anyway, once again, wasn't our thing. I really don't have any need to disparage these bands. It just was not my thing. Well, it didn't really fit the bill. And that's, and, that's, and that's where I'm at. I'm not really looking to rag on anybody. I mean, there's... Especially kids. Well, if they deserve it. Well, especially... These guys well, didn't deserve just, it. They they're just, just kids, weird. and they're not making music for us. You know, right. that's that's the thing. Yeah. So, it, it's not shock. Kids. Man, how old are we? They were kids probably yeah, in their well, 20s. Dude, they, the, everyone, everyone there... I mean, the, the, everyone in that band could have been our kids. They could be your great-grandkids, Neil. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, anyway, so that was Calico Plaid. They played for... Oh, hell. Oh, boy. Someone's getting a phone call. There we go. No, go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, so that was Calico Plaid. And then the next band... Uh, oh, so we went... Um, we watched a couple songs and then decided it really wasn't for us. So we uh, went... There was a rooftop uh, bar. So we actually all hopped up to the rooftop bar and got some drinks up there. Oh, we got some food because Lydia and I hadn't eaten. That's right. That's right. Because we had this hassle with the cat. So we went up to the rooftop bar and got some food and stuff like that. So that was actually excellent. The food... Reggie's is excellent. I have to say, for a bar like that, you maybe wouldn't think the food would be good, but the food is actually yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, it's good bar food. Um, anyway, so we that set up... That catfish sandwich your daughter ate, man. Yeah, we were all huge. sort of envious of that yeah, thing. it was huge. So we had drinks up there, and, and so we were up there for like 40 minutes or something like that, and then we came back down, and the second band of the night was playing, and they were called Hot Alice. Yeah, they which were, again, they were all right. 
terrible name. Older older dudes. I, I mean, like once again, probably guys in their forties. They were not young guys. Yeah, I mean, they they were fine. They were no, a bit. They, they were a bit rock and rolly, a bit radio alt alt radio or something. They well, were, it's they funny because we just listened to some of their recorded music, and I definitely think they were better live than then. Their, yeah. their recorded music seemed a little too polished. I, I agreed, but. What is with these names? Calico, Plaid, Hot Alice. Yeah, those, these are, are, bad just those are bad terrible. names. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And what was the one yesterday had a real bad name, too? Uh, That was OK Cool. OK Cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I have a list of amazing band names, so you guys should pay me. $20, to... Neil yep. will name your band. Yep, yep. He'll listen to offensive you. Offensive or not offensive. He will listen to He'll even listen for 30 seconds, 30 full seconds. <laughs> Yes. To make sure that it's an appropriate name, you know. Yes. Yes. He's like, exactly. like these kids come on, they're playing like mall, mall punk or whatever. And Neil's like, your band shall be Cannibal Handjob. <laughs> That's actually better than any of those band names, <laughs> yeah. and you just came up with that. That's it's a little on the metal side, probably, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's good. So anyway, Hot Alice, like you said, the Hot Alice were kind of older guys yeah, playing right. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were fine. They were good. But the thing is, and you and I, you know, and it's like like you said, dude, they probably didn't need four bands. Four bands are usually okay on the weekend. I wish they would have probably run a little tighter because the Queers played yeah. after one yesterday. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Three, I think three bands would have been fine. And when then we would have got out there, we would have got out of there at like twelve forty-five instead of one thirty or something. <laughs> um, but anyway, then Susie Moon came on, and well, obviously we had never seen her live oh. before, and what a fucking show she puts on. I mean, and it's not just her. The whole band is fantastic. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break here? Why don't we play? Why don't we play a song here and then talk about Susie Moon? Because that's a this should be in the perfect place if we plan this show better. This should be the perfect place to play a Susie Moon song. But we already played it. All right. So we're going to play it. I don't know. You threw it to me, so you. Well, me. no. I just think that she's. I think she's deserved. If we get into the Susie Moon part of it, I think it's going to. You know, that's it's just like its own segment. It's. I mean, that's. Uh, okay. Maybe not, but. Um. Let's 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 play another song off the EP then. It just makes too much sense to play a Susie Moon song right Okay, here. well let's do the very uh, let's do the very uh, Iggy and the Stooges ask. Uh, I'm not a man. I am not a man. All right. So yeah. So this is. Uh, I missed the piano a little bit in the live because they had that Stooges piano. I missed yep. a little bit. They kind of could do it with the two guitars, but it was. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this is Susie Moon, also from the Call the Shots EP. This is. I'm not a man. She certainly is not.
know, Susie Moon there with I'm Not a Man, and like you say, and there's no mistaking that. Um, Boy, once again, we are, our planning is disastrous, Neil. Disastrous. Yeah, well, it is what it is. What can you do? Um, it's our show. We do whatever the fuck we want, yeah, right? Pretty much. Uh, but anyway, so, four piece. Yep. So, the uh, guitarist, guitar, guitarist on the left who looks like a Mick Jones clone. Yep, yep. Um, Tall and thin and down cut to the off white, sleeves. Down, yeah, to the, yeah. down to the white Les Paul. Hair slicked back. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, drummer, oh, he was, he was really, man, he hit hard. Yeah, he was good. He was uh, super precise. Uh, I've never seen anybody play bass like the bass player. He really? was all over the fucking stage, man. Did you did you see him? They were very active. The whole they, time. I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm mostly she, she is. It's hard not to watch her. So I, I right. did not. And he was on the other side of the stage. So I, I, I I couldn't take my. That sounds weird as fuck. But I couldn't. Neil take, has this very attractive woman in front of him. He couldn't take his eyes off the bass player with a freaking hippie headband. <laughs> No, it's just I. I mean, I've been going to shows for forty odd years. I've never seen a bass player as active and really? hit, hit his bass as hard as that. He would. Huh. Well, do you see? He snapped his strap like halfway through the first I, set. I saw that he was down on like his yeah. knee playing at the. Yeah, and when I asked him about that, he goes, "Yeah, I, I didn't mind because I thought it looked like Phil Linnett." You know how we used to like be holding like bass super high and like yeah, pointing like it like a machine yeah, gun. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is the it's the, the it's not just Susie Moon and some backing musicians. Yeah, these guys are fucking. And she great. definitely she mentioned that, and and it's always hard to tell if that's legit or like a hollow platitude because everybody says that. Actually, Joe Queer didn't say that. He just <laughs> yeah, he just he ragged on his beard man the whole time. He made it very we clear. had to fire one guy, so we brought this freaking semi-retarded guy in to fill it. <laughs> Uh, but, oh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, but yeah, yeah, she definitely seemed like uh, like she was legitimately. You know, oh yeah, I think like, she loves like they are a band. Yeah. So well, it's, so she plays guitar. She's a lefty, which is always sort of interesting. But she plays like the rhythm guitar, and the the other guy plays lead guitar. And she seems like a highly, you know, very capable guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when the show started, the band started pounding out this rhythm, right? She had been the whole time very taking, you know, even when I went to leave yesterday, she's taking pictures with people. She's she's born for this, no question about it. But she's wearing this long fur coat. She looks totally put together. Well, when the time comes, she gets the mic from kind of back behind the crowd, right? She's like, how's everybody doing? And she takes off her fur coat and she's wearing like this bodysuit thing yeah. right i mean just it i mean I, I was joking when i said it was an snm thing but it was just like a like a silky bodysuit it was just very See, very her. sexy but fairly understated not like super you know it was just she, she looked great and uh i know yeah. that's i know we're not neil took off now but uh and just what a stage presence yeah she's a yeah she's an yeah god it, it just i mean like i said she's stage. A, she was yeah. she was born to do this there's yep. no question in my mind I, I you know i don't know if her music is too rough around the edges for a mainstream audience but boy she seems like she's got that kind of charisma that could honestly propel her to you know if people why like, couldn't she be the next Joan Jett or something? I know she says. I mean, she was on with us. Yeah, she, she said Joan Jett wasn't the biggest. Yeah, she did. But, but it's impossible. I'm sorry. It's, it's impossible. impossible. It yeah. is because it's it's to make, very to not similar. Make that. Whether she influenced yeah. her or not, it's yeah. definitely a similar. Yeah. And Joan Jett's got great stage person, stage presence too. But she's you know 60 years old now or 65 years old. I don't know. Well, even back in the day, I don't remember her jumping around like like yeah. Susie was and getting out a new audience. I think audience Joan Jett was and, a serious guitar player too. Maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. But um, but yeah, just just. Just, just man, she's really good. I, I can't recommend it enough. If you get a chance to see Susie play, you yeah, and I mean she'll take she'll take the mic into the audience and stuff like that. I mean she did that right a couple times and yeah. got up on a t- you know. Say, well, it, the, it's thing, just, the thing was okay. So Friday night, it was so. I mean, there's a theatrical element to it, no question about it. 
the first night she took her mic down into the crowd and sang down the crowd and then put her mic stand down and kind of put her guitar down and ran around through the crowd and and it was just like oh my gosh how is she gonna top that the well, next the wh- night and then Saturday she took it a step further and she yeah. was she took her mic down and during the song and encouraged a circle pit around her it was like a yeah. whirling dervish it was like around her with her in the middle yeah, it, was it was crazy, crazy. so she was yeah. sitting there playing her ass off and the crowd I mean they were really going fast yeah. that was crazy fast mosh pit and then uh, you know later she gets up on the bar and she's just like I, it was it was something else it was uh so the, the first night, the Friday night... I mean, Neil probably didn't notice because he was watching the bass player. I actually, but the rest of us were watching this. No, I, 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 I was. I was watching the band. I was watching the band because they were... It was interesting to watch what they were doing while she was doing yeah. this performance over there. I wanted to see if they were still into it. And they totally were. They were giving it everything. So, But anyway, Friday night... Uh, it's probably a little bit over half full, maybe 100, uh, 125 people. More, it was, it well, was if pretty it's, full, if it's full, but not as full as Saturday. If it's full as 200, 200 yeah. was packed. I mean, 200 yeah. was packed. Yeah, maybe Saturday maybe night was packed. So. Friday. Saturday yeah. was probably real close to being sold out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was that was Susie Moon, and that was that yeah. was awesome. It was, and I, I said, I said to Lydia, I said, good, good luck following that. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because the queers are such a different animal, right? Why don't we, let's, let's play a queer song. Okay. Since we already played two, two Susie songs. What was I going to play? Oh, I enjoy being a boy. I think this is like the counterpart to uh, Susie's uh, I'm Not a Man. This is <laughs> Joe Queer talking about how much he enjoys being a uh, enjoys being a boy. So check it out. Queers, I enjoy being a boy. From Punk Rock Confidential, I think.
So there you go, the queers. I enjoy being a boy. And, you know, I mean, I, I was a pretty latecomer to the, to the queers as, yeah. as a whole because, you know, only since we started doing this podcast did, yeah. did I really get introduced to them. Well, it's interesting of, because, yeah, you definitely, I, you know, that what was my salad days, the mid-90s, yeah. you, you were not listening to that. I was not listening to that at all. Yeah. So I saw a punk rock bowling, obviously. And I think I saw them at a riot fest a few years ago, but didn't pay any attention. Um, punk rock bowling, and then these two nights. Yeah. And to, to prep for these shows, um, I'd seen a set list they'd done earlier on the tour. So I went to like Apple Music or something and made my own playlist from the set list, right? So I knew all the songs they were gonna going play. If, you so, go into, if when Neil dies, if you go into his Apple Music, there's like queers set, uh, queers playlist. <laughs> like, well, we never knew these secrets about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they did. They played pretty much every song on the playlist, and you know they are really good. I mean, it's that it is it is he Italian? The guitarist. Yeah. They have the guitarist who is Italian. They had a new bass player, uh, Robbie something. Yeah, who they just picked up, but he was great too. He was ama- yeah. Honestly, he was amazing. You yeah. would have never look at this guy and say, "Wow, he's a great bass player." Did the hit the backup vocals fine? I never really caught them not together, which is pretty astounding for a. So Joe is really a freak of nature. You know, he's the only guy in the band, obviously, that's been there the whole time. He's in his 60s. Off and on since the early 80s, yeah. And uh, he had the, they had to fire the bass player in the middle of the tour. They flew another guy in. I don't think they missed a show. Hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. But it, it, it's, you know, I heard Ben Weasel talking about it. And he said it seems like it seems like it's total chaos, but in its own way, they run kind of a kind of a tight ship. And the, and the band was great, but it was very, very different than Susie Moon. In that it just no pretense at all, just four dudes who look like they just got out of bowling league. Yeah, up there playing up on stage. Songs. Like, yeah. And the funny thing was, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna see like Joe Queer like milling about by the bar or anything like that?" But did, I, where the fuck did he come from? He just suddenly appeared on stage when the band started. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I, I know there's a green room at Reggie's. I've never I've never been in there, but I know there's a green room at Reggie's and stuff for the bands, but. The there's no entrance to the small bar stage other than either coming in the front door like everybody else or through the kitchen. So it's funny watching the <laughs> watching the bands through like the the doors that go to the kitchen. They're all kind of like crunched, hunched back there waiting to waiting to go on stage. So it is it is kind of funny. But so I've seen the queers a bunch of times, probably ten times or so over the years, going back twenty five, more than that years probably, probably the mid nineties, early nineties. Um. So the thing is with me, it's always fun when I get to hear some songs that they don't normally play. And this weekend, they played from an album that's not one of my favorites. Not even really considered one of their great albums, but they played a bunch of songs from it. So it was actually really cool. They played a bunch of stuff from the Pleasant Screams album, Hmm. which I think came out in, I don't know, 98 or something like that. Not really considered by me, at least, to be one of their their classics, but uh, it was really cool hearing all the songs. You know, like, usually... That's one of the problems, I think, with the Queers over the years is that he did replace band members enough that they never could get deep cuts. It's like, well, you're the new guy. You're going to have to learn Love Songs to the Retarded and oh, yeah, Punk yeah, Rock yeah. Girls yeah. and a few other songs and go out there. and, and So this was really cool. And I, I said the same thing about the Punk Rock Bowling show um, that I was impressed how deep they went. And, you know, they did they did a couple things with the new album. They did Let the Rain Wash Away My Tears. They did, I can't remember, they did that, that Italian one that I can't pronounce. They did... Uh, but it was oh yeah 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 I know the one you mean yeah. Tucci or yeah. something like that yeah 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 um, yeah and I mean so the band the band just plays and he does his thing waves his waves his fist about and, calls, uh, his, calls the crowd motherfuckers over yeah and over again. I mean the songs that the songs are, well you know the queers the songs are short and they're super catchy you, you don't yeah. even need to have heard them a bunch of times to, yeah. to basically fig, figure them out right um, 
Yeah, they were a lot of fun. They played probably, shit, what, 30 songs? It was a long set. Yeah, at least 20. They played about an hour, I would say. But it yeah. was different. Well, the, the thing is, I just heard the bass player got fired like two days before. Which, I was like, ah, oh, crap. Because what I was really hoping for, not a completely different set each day. But, you know, when you're going to see a band two nights in a row at the same venue. You know, we do that with Sloppy all the time. They play mostly this, close to the same set. But you're in a different venue, different scenery. With this case, where they're playing two nights in the same club, and a lot of people probably went both nights, I was definitely hoping for a you know a lot different set each night with a few you know a few standards you know, um, and and there was some variety, not as much as I'd hoped, but they, it was definitely Saturday night was more love songs for the retarded heavy, but still all those pleasant scream songs. They played a couple from Monkey Brain, which never have been gotten played the last few years. They did a couple from. Uh, Back to the basement, which they normally never do. So it was, it was cool. It was a good, you know, it was a great fun weekend. Mm-hmm. It was nice to just go yell and drink a bunch of beer. My ears are still ringing. It was, it was good. It was good to get away, especially with the holidays coming up and all that. And like I said, I might not go to many shows for the next couple months. So this might be my last hurrah for 2021. So on the Friday after the Friday show was finished at like one o'clock or whatever, we left and Lydia and I drove back up to. Uh back up to Skokie slash Evanston and Tom what did what did you do after you got up because oh, we you were staying in Chinatown we, were staying in China. we went and got meal number three there's a 24 hour Chinese restaurant there we went and got some egg rolls and, so this uh, is at 1 o'clock in the morning one thirty in the morning yes. Tom and Scott are dawdling over to some just, dive just, hole just in the wall have, having drunk like 20 tall boys each just waddle <laughs> over there and get some egg rolls I wasn't even hungry but it has become part of the tradition of when we stay down there we get late night Chinese food so I tried a Chinese beer meal I, tell you, I think I told you that didn't I yeah so, Buddha or something. so they have this this Chinese restaurant is not anything special it's kind of a hole in the wall it's called Three Happiness um, I always get the same thing I always get two egg rolls and but they had beer in the cooler it's like oh we shouldn't drink any more beer we'll get one more beer <laughs> you know so Scott being relatively wise got the Miller Lite we've been drinking uh, what's that old style all night yeah, yeah they were drinking old style all night which was interesting no, no taste at all um, makes Coors Light seem flavorful, but anyway, <laughs> it's uh, we so they had a cooler full of beer, and he's like, All right, I'll take a little. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'll take that Chinese beer, that Lucky Buddha, it comes in a green bottle. And seriously, I wouldn't wash my ass with this stuff, it was, it was terrible. Man. <laughs> but hold on, but I, I was gonna finish it. It was, I was terrible. gonna say, I was gonna say, but well, you the funny thing is, too, it. I mean, we, we, were, we had just been drinking all night, so we literally it was a restaurant more than a so they they opened them. So we just put our thumb over the top of the bottle and just walked out. <laughs> We're walking out with our bottles of beer. And do our, they have seating in there or not? Do they have seats? They do, stuff? but okay. we don't want to eat in there. Oh, Dude, so the you, crowd, just... you can imagine what the crowd is at two o'clock. Oh in the yeah, morning. that's got to be pretty rough, man. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just say the unemployment was high in there, and yeah. uh, so we. Uh, but rough. yeah, so that was fine. We, we, you know, it was fine. Those those egg rolls probably sopped up enough of that. Uh, Old style that we were fresh as a daisy. You've been swilling about in your in your belly. Fresh as a daisy. Fresh as a daisy. Five thousand tall morning. boys. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was Friday. So that was uh, that was fun. Uh, Saturday. We came up here and had lunch with you and the family. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, we had we had lunch at a place in Skokie or the Village Inn, which was which was fun. And then um, we actually headed downtown. There was a couple of bars that we wanted to hit downtown on Saturday. One. Infamous. Well, listen, listen. But oh, okay. The, the path you chose to take, yes. Because you, so we went through Wrigleyville, and 
I don't remember. You wanted us to see some neighborhood or something, which was fine. We were we weren't driving, so it was nice to get in the scenery because it's beautiful. The city is beautiful during Christmas, yeah. but we went through this yuppie neighborhood. Andersonville. I mean, it was Wrigleyville, I guess, or Andersonville. Andersonville, yeah. There were so many young people dressed. Oh, oh that was Wrigleyville. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. But, but they were doing some kind of a pub crawl or something. So everybody was either wearing like Christmas sweaters or like furry outfits or something. I don't know what was going Christmas on. Christmas onesies, yeah. We were just it was it was so bizarre in driving through this. Like this isn't we don't live on the same planet with these people, you know. So uh, the, 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 okay, so the way I wanted to take these guys, being from out of town, um, I wanted to go down through a couple of neighborhoods instead of just taking Lakeshore Drive or the highway down, yeah. which would have been easy. I wanted to go through some neighborhoods just to show them some of the differences in the neighborhoods. And first of all, we went to this super yuppie neighborhood called Andersonville, which used to be one of the gay neighborhoods, but then they got all bored out and they turned super yuppified. So now it's just all fucking. So they decided to call it Andersonville instead of Boys Town Two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this, like, it's actually traditionally it was Swedish. So it was Swedish, then it was gay, and now it's and now it's just super yuppie. Yeah, I bet, I bet the, as soon as the Swedish found out what was going on behind the scenes, they got out of there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't go for those backdoor shenanigans. <laughs> that, that's like another good name for a band. There you go. Backdoor shenanigans. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so and you can tell it's a super yuppified neighborhood because there's crosswalks like every and stop signs every five seconds. As opposed to worse neighborhoods where they don't care if people get run down. That's the exactly exactly <laughs> it. Because yeah, we did have to scurry across a couple of yeah. streets, didn't we? <laughs> and the funny thing is, Tom said, "Oh, I bet it's a uh, as a yuppified neighborhood. I bet they have like an, a specialized olive oil store or something like that." Making a joke, and sure enough, we drove by a special olive oil store. Well, you know you're in a yuppie neighborhood <laughs> when they have things that are so specific. And yeah. I made the joke about the classic Simpsons episode where Homer went to work for Hank Scorpio. And he's like, we're going to get a hammock in this town. It's like, oh, you got to go over to the hammock district. And, you know, everything is so specialized. You yeah. wonder, how does a store stay in business only selling, you know, this? Olive oil. Yeah. But it was clearly a yuppie neighborhood. It was not, I mean, it was nice. Don't yeah. get me wrong. People were walking around. It looked, it was all. Lots of trendy you know, little I, bars. I can't say I'm a huge, I can't say I'm a huge Christmas person. But over the years, I have softened up to it. And it's nice when the lights are all out and stuff. Yeah. See but, people out and out families, but this this these kids, man, I swear they got rocks in their heads. I don't know what's going on with these. Well, hold kids. on, I haven't got to that yet. So so we go through Andersonville where it's all like rich yuppies and stuff, yeah. and then we go through an area that's like not so great. That now actually is just kind of deserted. Okay. It's just okay. kind of it deserted. Okay. It wasn't now. like scary. But. Yeah, no, well, yeah, but it's just kind of deserted. There's not much yeah. there, and then and then and there's the uh, there's a big um, cemetery on the on the oh, other yeah, side, yeah, yeah. and then we go past the metro, so we're going down Clark Street basically. And we start to get by where Wrigley Field, where the Cubs play. Oh my god! And that is so different they than got it a, used they to got be. They got the ice skating rink down there. It's yeah. insane. So and that okay, on a Saturday night in the summer, it's wall to wall things for students and stuff, right? So it's all it's everyone is out on the streets. But I was thinking it's December. It's not going to be like that. But yeah, like Tom said, there was some kind of two block. Christmas pub was crawl it or something blocks? like it took that. A half hour. <laughs> yeah, it, it took us like a half hour to get through there. There was like people directing traffic. That's and all these dickheads in fucking onesies and dressed as like it, it's so different than when I was in, in college. Everybody wanted to look cool. You wanted to look cool. You wanted you to either be cool to have a tail. No, funnily enough, no. <laughs> and a fucking onesie looking like a dickhead. Um, uh, anyway, so well, it, took, it took us like a half hour to get through there. Most of you will probably never have the pleasure of riding with uh, Liverpool Neil and <laughs> through Chicago in his car. But the road rage is strong with him. <laughs> Just screaming. 
it's jarring to the passengers <laughs> of the car because he's well, screaming a, all the time. Well, that's Olivia because she's doing it too. I'm and t- honking, t- yeah, yeah. And his daughter was joining in the fun. It's <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we yeah, we definitely. I mean, I don't I don't drive through the areas that are that congested very often. And I'm, I'm certainly I, I get my road rage on the highway. I don't I don't tend to get. But yeah, it was it was pretty pretty thick with people. Could I mean if you're trying to make a left turn or something, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, forget about it's it. It's basically but... moving a couple cars through every light, and that was about it. Yeah, so uh, one of the reasons I wanted to go this way as well was because there's a famous, infamous bar in Chicago called the Eleanor Well, Tavern. we thought about hitting the G-Man, but it we was did. so busy. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah there, was absolutely, there was absolutely nowhere to park by G-Man Metro, is the bar so... right by the Metro, which yeah. is a cool place, too. So we continued driving down, and uh-huh. the Eleanor Tavern is on Clark, and... It, it's fa- it's a hole in the wall dive bar, and the only reason it's famous is because supposedly two serial killers supposedly drank there. With with John Wayne Gacy supposedly drank there, and supposedly so did Jeffrey Dahmer for a while, because it's right by Boys Town as well. So this gay cruising district is kind of close by. So the L and L Tavern, they supposedly sat in the window and, and looked. If, for- if you wiki it, Wikipedia it. it- Talks about, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer supposedly sat there staring out the window. Even though the yeah. windows are so dingy, I don't even know yeah. you can see out of those windows. Fuck me. Um, so anyway, I, I'd never been in. I'd always heard about it, but I'm like, you know what? Let's fucking... let's. let's... We, always, we always wanted to hit it, just yeah. for fun. We're, yeah. What can you say? We're, we're ghoulish. What can we say? So we're like, you know, how bad can it be? So we stop, we park, and we walk over there. And does this... It's a really dingy shithole. Oh, and, it's a dump. Just yeah, a long, yeah. empty dump. But in the window, it's just this hand-scrolled note. The scariest creepiest bar in, creepiest bar in Chicago. We're like, okay, cool. This is going to be interesting. But then there's another handwritten note on the door. Proof of vaccination required. And we're like, ah, that's a funny joke. <laughs> so we go, get in there. It's just a long room. I mean, but no attempt to decorate this fucking place. Oh, just a, a bar, yeah. a bar with some fucking stools. Nogahide freaking stools. Or Looks whatever. like old style signs from the 1970s yeah. or something on the wall, and nobody in there. There's not a soul in there. In fact, it could have been kind of creepy if you think about it. It, it was, was like creepy, everyone had been dude. murdered. You know, yeah. there wasn't one person sitting in there except an old guy at the other end of the bar, and he goes, "Hey guys, could I see a proof of vaccination?" And we're like. We just literally did like a loop and went yep. right back out. Yep. It was like, like just like a U turn. You can't be fucking serious. And then like, we just you gotta walked be out. Kidding me. Yeah. So the scariest bar in Chicago apparently is terrified of, of COVID. So and that go, was the only place. We went to some yuppie places. Yeah. And that was no the one else would one do that. Was doing that. Yeah. yeah. So there had to be some kind of story behind that. There has to be. But anyway, know. so we didn't actually drink in there. We went in. No. We went in for 30 seconds and then did it. It looked super creepy. You know what? Maybe another year we'll try it again. I, I don't know. It, I, I would be interested to go in there. But it wasn't like. You know, you go to these cool... We went to this Irish... Is that... Duke of Perth, that Irish? Yeah, so, so from there, when we couldn't get in there, we went a little bit further down Clark, because one of my favorite Scottish places that, okay, that Scottish. we've talked about before, Duke of Perth. That's where Neil and I first met. That's the yeah. genesis of this uh, genius program you're yeah. currently listening to. So we went in there, and it couldn't have been more the opposite. It was gorgeous. They had like a like a beautiful fire and stuff. We went in, we sat right by the fire, and had some great beer and conversation, yeah. the Christmas yeah, decorations. Good. It was fantastic. I'd have been happy we staying didn't there. We did but they had great, they have great yeah. food there. They we didn't great eat food. this time, but... Um, well, it's funny too because you know when I go to a bar and this is COVID has screwed this up because I go to a bar I don't care if it's a sports bar you know we were in Milwaukee we went to that like soccer bar or whatever I'm definitely a guy who likes to grab my beer and walk around and check out the bar I enjoy that aspect of things but COVID's kind of screwed that up because you either got to wear your mask or yeah. you're walking around people are eating it's like oh you play diseased yeah so thanks a lot COVID yeah so it was uh, so yeah but as far as that like L and L I mean. Is was there a picture on the wall? I mean, this place was. It looked like a VFW hall or something. It looked like a, a like an old union hall. It was just a dump. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. We were going there to 
see if we got an evil vibe. It's funny. I got an evil vibe, all right. Yeah, from the bartender. Well, it's funny because Lydia's mom was not real thrilled with Lydia going. I suspect she thinks that there's something something to yeah. that place. She's like, you will not go to the bathroom there. You will never let her out of your sight. Well, like, to, well, to, well, to be honest, though, it didn't look like it had been clean since the 1970s yeah, when, when fucking Casey was there's in there. There's probably DNA evidence in there <laughs> yes, still. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Casey's a little... Yeah, but they're worried about, the, worried about the COVID, so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we had a couple of drinks at, uh, Duke, at, Perth. at Duke of Perth, and then we headed down because there's an English pub on the south side actually really close to Reggie's yep. that I wanted to take these guys to called the Pleasant House Pub yeah that was so good too we drove down there and went in there and we had some dinner in there right they have these really good pies and a meat pie so yeah. you know I've never really you know I've had like what they call pie pies or whatever and I guess this is probably in the same family but I never had like a proper English pie before it was, it was really good this yeah. place was definitely a little on the yuppie side yeah it was and once again we walk in there and Let's see. And the, can we be seated in the main restaurant? There's like a main restaurant, and then there's like a sort of an annex, like out oh, half, outside out almost yeah. annex. Even though it's seated in there and stuff. And like, oh no, there's no room in there. And we go in there to piss because we're all drinking on the first thing we do when we get to anywhere is have to line up to piss. And this place is half empty. And so Neil, what up with the guy? You, is there a reason why you can't sit there? He's like, oh, I guess. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yeah, I know. What's it was going weird. On with yeah. the world. And, and maybe they were a little short staffed because the service was a little slow to start. Even though once. Once she got orders, it was fine. Yeah, it was, it yeah. Was once we they were slow to slow to get to yeah. us, but yeah, it was it was a cool little place. Uh, so we ate there, and then we just basically it was just like five minutes shot right over yeah, to Reggie's. Reggie's. Yeah, and so we were in at Reggie's at eight thirty. Um, Watched the opening band for about two minutes. So the second again, there was four bands again the second night. The first one was a band called OK Cool, who uh, <laughs> another terrible fucking name, <laughs> and they they how did they and how did they describe themselves? Oh, it was so funny. The descriptor was so... It was like... Uh, it was like mathy, queer core, uh, shoegaze or something. You're yeah. like, I don't think I like any of those things. Yeah, as, as, as Scott said, there are a bunch of words that make sense by themselves, but when you put them together, it really <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah, make exactly. much sense. Exactly. Well, it's just like... I mean, I get it. Every man wants to kind of set themselves apart, but I'm like, I don't know. And it, and once again, it was not for us. We no. let us do it for a few minutes. And I... Uh, like I said, I think they were the the first opening bands were definitely sort of uh, I think aimed at kind of improving the diversity of the lineup. That was well, of course, Susie. You know, Susie's a woman. Again, we could have just had three bands on the yeah. lineup, and it would have been fine. So anyway, after a couple songs, just like the night before, we stormed upstairs, upstairs and, yeah. and got uh, so Reggie's has a great great patio on the roof. If yeah. you're if you're ever there, I, I I can't say enough good things about Reggie's. They're like the only place in Chicago. They're like the most easygoing place in Chicago. Less least oh. amount. If you don't want to deal with any BS, go to Reggie's. Except for the bartender who chased Scott down yeah. for no apparent reason because he said he, Listen, he didn't pay enough. You shouldn't have cheated him. <laughs> if there's one thing I think if there's one person I trust in this world, it's Scott, I would say. So I think that bartender that was, that was, was full pretty, of shit. That was pretty funny actually. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, why is this guy going on? Yeah, I thought Scott was getting into a fight. I was already to dive in. But you know. Um but anyway, so we came down because the, uh, the the other opening band, uh, Capcom Heroes, and we really wanted to see them because yeah. they've got a great album yeah, out. Great In fact, it's probably going to make my top top ten of the year list. I don't know if it's going to um, be top ten, but it's definitely top twenty for me. I, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's what's it called? Less Call for Honor Roll. Right? Less Call for Honor yeah. yeah. Roll. Yeah, and they're they're from Chicago. It's on record. Older guys, probably in their forties, I would guess. It was funny. I was I was saying to Jason because our friend Jason from the brewery showed up too, so that was cool. We saw yeah, him. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, Jason, our one, our only official sponsor of yeah. Punk Till I Die podcast, yes. the uh, Illuminated, Illuminated Brew Works. Works. That's yes. right. That's yes. right. Yeah, support their stuff. Um, 
but me and him were joking that they all looked like they could have been uh, Larry from Pegboy's like younger brother. Well, they did. That's exactly. <laughs> they, they all had like, 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 like if your toes clad, you call a plumber. That's what they all. They all look <laughs> yeah, like so like plumbers show up. or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Joe Capgun shows up. Exactly. So um, I asked. I talked to. I asked one of them what they did. I can't. I can't remember. But the singer and the bass player look very similar. They're just good friends. Have been friends forever. But they. I, I think they go to the same barber or something. They definitely. They kind of. Well, they, like, they were dressed the same. Kind of well. have the same build. Yeah, they're all like uh, you know they're hoodie you know like just white very white 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 t shirt black hoodie. Yeah, yeah, you know, casual. Yeah. Pretty funny. Well, the, that uh, that Jimmy runs a little record label here out of Chicago called Punkhead. Yeah, um, but nice guys too. I, I talked to I talked to Jimmy. I talked to Joe the same. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, super nice guys. Yeah, um, they they actually have three guitar players. So at the end, they brought the other guy up, and he kind of did like backing with, vocals. The one with the huge beard who was yeah, carrying was, his phone for some reason. He was. I don't, I don't. I don't know if he's. I think he was taping the audience. Hmm. But it, it was funny because they said we can't get all of us on the stage. So he, the one guitar player had to sit up the show because they have three, they have three guitar players. Well, that, dude, that's so funny because one, one, one thing I was going to say was I don't even know why they needed two guitar players. Uh, there was a little, there was variety in the guitar parts a little bit. Yeah, but what they're doing is pretty basic. Yeah, but if here's the thing, here's the bottom line: if the Ramones didn't have two guitar players, I don't. But they think... did in the studio. I mean. I think I think it was you know. But, I, well, I don't know. but well, the thing is, here's the thing: if if you have, they do some of that screeching weasel type stuff where they do like the high lead, mm -hmm. high lead guitar stuff. If if you listen to screeching weasel, you know what I mean. That's, so when you do that, if you only have that in bass, it sounds too hollow. You need that second rhythm guitar. Okay. All right. So I'll take you. And if first. there's ever a guitar solo. And you don't have the, the, the it's just bass and the I guitar guess, solo, you lose a little sonic punch. So it's good to have two guitars. I guess, I guess that the ideal would be then if the, uh, if the singer could play guitar, he could play yeah, those bits. Maybe. I guess that would be the ideal, right? That maybe. it would be a full well, piece. I, I guess, yeah. Um, it was a good show. They got great songs. Yep. Uh, a lot of people were there to see them, no question. It was, I have to say, it was one of the weirdest crowds I have ever been to a show Really? I it, it was, was pretty standard. No, there was people. It seemed like had just been wandering on the streets outside of oh, Reggie's. Yeah, wanted to, and, but that and, was like, a very in. small percentage of the crowd. It was normally just a bunch of middle-aged punk rock guys. Up front at Susie Moon, there was like there was like guys that looked like uh, suburban uncles who just happened to wander in off the streets and thought, "Oh, this is how you act at a rock show." And we're, just, and we're just like we like the first. It seemed like the last thing they'd been to was Journey ten years ago, and then they came in and they were just like shaking their fists around for no apparent reason. It was just very up front. Up front, it was very weird. See, that's bizarre. It was bizarre because I know. Every, listen, they live in Chicago. They're jaded. I mean, we're drinking eight dollar pints of beer or whatever. But the cover. To get in there would have been twenty five bucks. Right? Are you going to pay twenty five bucks or something? You don't. I. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'll tell you what. I'm not paying five unless I know it's you know it's <laughs> yeah. worth going in for. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, you're going to pay a cover. To, I, I. I don't. I don't know. It's Chica it's Chicago bars. Oftentimes at Christmas, especially. Yeah, you'll have to pay a cover to get in. Even to get into a bar. I had to pay you so I can give you more money. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. No thanks. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What a and great then, country, huh? I don't care what anybody says about capitalism. What and, a great country. And then, it, and, and plus they uh, they might have been nervous. Because Suicide Machines were supposed to be playing on the other side, but they canceled. So maybe there were some people who didn't get that memo, yeah. so they were there for Suicide Machines and then just came in to see the so, queers. So, um, I saw the most entertaining interaction before we were trying in. I can't remember if you were in line with us or not. At the yes, time. I was where, waiting to get in. Where the woman in. was trying to get in with a, an, an idea that had been expired for six years. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah, the bouncer couldn't have told her in, in, in any more plainly that she, he wasn't going to let her in. And yet she kept trying to argue with him. And it was like, well, you know, argue with like, hey, make this. Hey, we're, 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 uh, we're citizens of this country and we have IDs and stuff. Can we go ahead and get in? But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, but yeah. it was it was fun. It was It was, like I said, really... 
It's what, overall, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play a Capcom Heroes song. Do it. We've been yapping for a while. So uh, this is, actually, this isn't off their album, because we played a couple of songs off their album before. I mean, that's so they had an EP I, I, before the album, is that what it is? They had a couple of singles, they had a couple of singles, a couple of EPs, I think. Like, did they release, like, was it just digital or what? Cause I'm, I'm not quite I'm sure. I'm going to disguise, right? I'm doing your thing, I'm going to yeah. disguise while you talk. Um, because I'm going to try and get them because they're actually really good. So this is actually no, no. They, Jimmy, Jimmy's all about coming on, man. We just got to line it up. All right. So, so this is um, this is a song called Judy, which is one of their early singles. So this is Capcom Heroes with Judy. Capcom Heroes there with Judy. Dude, we blabbed for 24 minutes there. That was crazy. Uh, that's um, why we, we really should go back to six-song format. So, okay, so uh, just a little bit more about the crowd. So, uh, yes, uh, there, was, there was a lot of standard punk rock crowd, and then the band's wives were there, which was fine. They were, like, taking selfies and stuff, which, you know, normally would annoy me, but they were the band's wives, so it's fine, whatever. Um, but then, I don't know why, like, halfway through the set, like two dickheads. I don't know if you saw this, Tom, because you were standing further back, back than me. Bit, yeah. So two dickheads just decided they were just going to storm up front and just start this fucking crazy psycho ah, cir- circle pit. Yeah, it's too, and the place is really well, too small. For and that. they obviously didn't know the band. They just came up there to fucking cause mischief. So they and they weren't doing a thing where they were dancing by themselves. They were trying to drag other people uh, that were just standing watching the band into the mosh pit. Were they the, the this is what people are supposed to do with yes. the garage show guys? Yeah. Okay. And it got me fucking furious because they kept they knocked the girl down uh, who was standing next to us. They knocked her down and they, they came storming through me and I don't take that well. So I did I'm not proud of myself. But um, I buried my boot in this guy's ass like three times. <laughs> and then uh, I was like waving my fist in his face. I was wondering if you guys saw any of this. Because I was, the red mist came down. I was absolutely ready to fucking fight this guy. And you find he, yourself with a clenched fist in your jaws. And, and then he fell down. And uh, Lydia went to help him up. And I'm like, don't let that fucker up. Don't help that Put fucker up. on his head. I, so I, again, I, I kicked him in the ass. And then one of the band members said, oh, no, you got to stop and help someone up when they... I was like, "Fuck that!" This, <laughs> wow. this cunt, and then they just disappeared. They just ran off again. 
So it was just like they, they just came to cause may, uh, mayhem. They didn't know the band. They didn't know any of the songs. They just came to cause Once mayhem again, for a minute. I mean, unless you, I'm not doing that. Unless it was I'm fucking it weird, for free, right? I'm not. I, man, it, it was just it was just bizarre. I mean, maybe they were there to see the queers. I have no idea. But it was just because they just came and then then they fucking left again. It was, but it got me so fucking angry. I was fucking. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, it was a weird crowd, but they played really well. So anyway, and then. Susie Moon came up, did her thing. She was fucking fat. Oh, kind of outdid herself from Saturday. You know what you didn't mention about Friday? Mm. That uh, okay. So Susie Moon at the end of her set, she's exhausted. She's covered in sweat. She's you know she's been on the ground. She's been doing all this stuff. She's knackered, right? So mm. she goes off stage and makeup's all smeared and stuff. So Friday night, what happens? Halfway through the queer set. Yeah, towards Su- the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she jumped back up on stage. Yeah. Susie Moon shows up back on stage, looking absolutely pristine in yeah, this like beautiful like a cocktail dress. dress. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She looked a million dollars. And she sang a couple of songs with the queers, backing vocals, yeah. right? No, she didn't do that on Saturday. I was no. kind of waiting for her to hop back up there. But yeah. I was hoping, you know, something hadn't happened and she'd like turned an ankle or something. She actually, but she was fine. She actually outdid herself on Saturday night compared to Friday, where we were all blown away on Friday night. And then she took it a step further on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, she's, she's, like I said, she's such a little thing and she's, she's pretty fearless. Force of nature, I yeah. Guess she gets bumps and bruises doing that, getting out in the crowd night after night. So, um,. So yeah, so she did her another great set as normal, um, and then the queers came and played even longer on Saturday night than they did on Friday. Now Tom stayed kind of up front for the queers. I was after Susie Moon. I was kind of done at that point. I, I went upstairs to the uh, to the rooftop lounge. Actually, had some more drinks up there, and then came down um, a couple of songs into the queers set. Cause man, I don't know. I guess I'm getting old. Two nights in a row, my fucking legs were hurting and my lower back was hurting. So it's a lot of standing around. So we actually sat at the bar with Lydia downstairs and just listened to the band from down there. Dude, it was fucking fascinating. Going with your 20-year-old daughter or whatever. It's like I'd step away for a second to talk to uh, the Susie Moon guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the merch table. Every, even if my back was just turned for like 30 seconds, there'd be some guy hitting on Lydia. It, it's funny. <laughs> there, was a, there was almost an incident Saturday night or yesterday night because... Uh, this guy wouldn't leave her alone. I, I and I don't know what the led up to this, but I had to put myself between the two of them. Oh, um, was it with that weird, like taller Latino guy yeah, who was beard. like smashed out of his fucking yeah, mind? Yeah, and, and he didn't yeah. get violent or anything. But I'm just like, no, nah, dude, this is this is we're done here with this. And it, yeah, yeah, he was. He, there was he, not a lot of women at this show. It's a typical punk rock show. You know, there was some. Most, you know, ninety percent of them there are attached to somebody. So yeah, this guy, this guy was weird because okay, so the bar. Is actually like backs onto the toilets, so this guy was kind of or oh, fronts onto the toilets. Whatever you want to say it. There's like three bathrooms. You'll um, find punctuated eye stickers in just about yeah, every everywhere. stall in there. So. Uh, but this guy, we'd we'd seen him earlier because he was obviously smashed out of his mind, and he was like hanging about outside the toilets, and he'd taken this weird like sports jacket or something he had on, um, and he just dropped it on the floor. So Lydia had seen this. And she's she's nice, so she picked up. She didn't know whose jacket it was. She just picked it up and put it on the on the back of a seat at the bar. And then this guy like wandered over looking for his jacket. And someone said, "Oh, it's on the back of one of the seats." And for some reason, he couldn't figure out. Like he was so drunk, he couldn't figure out there was more than one seat. So he was looking at this empty seat that didn't have a coat on it, and he was like, "Where is it? Where is it?" And it was on the seat next to him. Uh, and so then Lydia pointed out so she started the conversation by saying there it is Ah, and then he tried to put it on he was putting it on upside down and inside out and she's like no you're putting it on wrong 
And then, then he started talking to her because I guess he thought that was all it took for him as a come on or something. So you know, I've said it before, Neil, and I'll say it again. Never do random kindnesses to strangers. I agree completely. Yeah, should have pissed on his coat. Um, so I'm trying to think. Anything else from the shows? Uh, no, we, we got some, I got some Susie Moon merch and stuff. Again, that was talking to the guys in the band. Uh, actually, you know what? I want to give those guys a shout out because they were, uh, yeah, the so, they were so cool. So yeah, so... Um, the lead guitarist who uh, fancies himself as Mick Jones. He is Drew Champion. Yep. So he, there we go. Um, Sean, Sean Peterson on drums, who's actually from Michigan. He's from your neck of the neighbor okay. of the neck. And then uh, Paddy Bow on bass, who uh, I thought was just one of the most amazing bass players mm. I've Neil ever seen. Neil couldn't take his eyes off him. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was. <laughs> anyway, those guys were great. And if they come through your town, you should go, you should go yeah, see Yeah, I think him. they're coming back here in the summer. So we'll yeah. uh, have to see if we can make yep. that work. So that was that was uh, that was a night Saturday night. It was even fucking later than. Uh, yeah, it was after one. It was after one when we got out, and I drove these guys back up to Skokie, dropped them off at the hotel, and I didn't get back to in bed till two. So that was that was fun. So you you famously I don't know if you've mentioned this on the pod or not, but you don't sleep. You, you're not able to sleep in. That's no, I, I wake up at five. So what so, time did you get up? I mean, you go to bed at two. You're not getting up at five, right? No, but I did wake up at five. I stayed in bed. I stayed in bed till seven thirty, which was painful. Did for you me. fall back asleep? I kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, but it, it's rough when you get older, man. You just well, when, when I uh, when I send Neil a text today, say, "Hey, man, I made it home. It'll probably be about dinner time, and he'll probably be crashed out." Oh, so. I'm sure I'll take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. So and I was just mentioning. So Lydia, uh, she's friendly. She talks to people and stuff, and guys hit on her. Whatever, it's fine. But one of the guys she was talking to, she disappeared for a while on Friday night, and. Um, I, then I said, you know, when I... That's a bad fathering here, Neil. I didn't notice that, but it wasn't that, my when, job. <laughs> well, she, she was, I think she was buying new beers at the bar. How's that? Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, it could be quite a line sometimes. So I said, oh, we know, what were you, what, who were you talking to? Wait, what were you doing? And she goes, oh, yeah, I was talking to this guy over here. He's in a band called The Poison Boys. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got an album by them. They're yeah, really, never, really I've good. They're like Chicago, the Chicago band. Like punk rock and roll kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, and they're good. They're good. And so I guess she was... I, guess, I don't know if he was the lead singer. But yeah, she'd been talking to him for a while, so... Uh, oh, that's right. I was giving her a hard time. I said, just yeah. don't lower yourself to a drummer. You yeah. talk to the yeah. singer yeah. 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 So, you know, maybe we'll... Don't get involved with the rhythm section. I think they just released a new album. So actually, we'll have to... Uh, we'll, have okay. to we'll have to have them on, I I'll think. check it out. Yeah, cool. they're good. They're on... Uh, what label is it? I gave you that Electric Frankenstein record. That super colorful oh, one. Oh, yeah. The, Deadbeat? I, is that the record label? Could be deadbeat, yeah. something like that. Anyway, I think they're on that. I think they're oh, on deadbeat. Cool. Um, they like those kind of bands like that, don't they? They're yeah. kind of dead boysy kind of. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that was. Uh, she was talking to the guy from the Poison Boys. So I'm going to play a Poison Boys track. Cool. Uh, so this is, uh, I think, a single of theirs from a couple of years ago. This is a song called "Little Speedway Girl" from the Poison Boys. <laughs>
Speedway Girl by the Poison Boys, and I think yeah, they just released their second album, I believe. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have them on. Maybe uh, you know, maybe they'll become friends of the show. There you so, go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that was our that was our fun weekend, and now it's Sunday, and uh, you guys got kicked out of the hotel, and uh, yeah, we're, probably, we're probably, sitting in my probably get go get some lunch and drive home. Yeah, about hit the road. A little more than three hour drive, three and a half hour drive. So what shows do you have co- next? What, what What's on your agenda? i got a couple things coming in Grand Rapids. Uh, DRI's coming in April, which I might be the only one, but I'm always stoked to see DRI. I've seen them, boy. I don't know if it's 15 times, but it's definitely more than 10. Um, uh, no, that's an interesting point. So uh, which, what band have you seen the most in your life, you think? The band I've seen the most in my life might be is, is no actually is no question is Mustard Plug, our local ska band. But they're local. You heard it here first. But they're local. It's one of those things I see. Just would run into them once a year for the last thirty yeah. years or whatever. Uh, Tom the guy that hates ska. After that, it's sloppy probably. Yeah. Around pushing twenty times. Okay. You know, queers are probably over ten. Uh, I think the sloppy was like eighteen or something. I can't remember. I counted it up, but I lose track because seen oh, so sure. many. Seen them so many times in the same city. Like I've seen them at Reg's at least three times. You know, but it's like so you're like, what was that? Yeah. Two or three. You know, so. So if you can't figure out the bands that play with them sometimes, it's hard to keep track of hard to keep track of this stuff. How about you? What's the band you saw the most? Actually, coming up these days, it's probably Teenage Bottle Rocket. You over ten? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's well, funny? Because yeah, my daughter was like, "Oh, I said, hey, such and such bands playing in town." She's like, "Oh, I've already seen them." I'm like, "Well, man, I go see my favorite bands over and over again. Like, yeah. like if they come to town, I'm going to see them." Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's a generational thing too. I mean, lots of bands back in the day. I mean, I saw the Jam four times. I saw the Clash four times. I saw yeah. you know, but they'd only tour once a year. So yeah. it wasn't like they were just showing up, like, you know, uh, unannounced or something. And now you're and like, it was well, all around so glad, an album and now release. you're like, well, I'm so glad I did that, you know. I mean, everything was around an album release back in the day. Because yeah. that's that's how they toured, right? Yeah. So they'd have one album a year, and then you'd now go see them on that tour. every eight years, and they have to tour every year, because that's how they make their living. There's no money yeah. in selling records. Anymore, right, that's right, right, right. It's all in merch, which is why I made sure to buy some merch from the bands, yeah. you know, this this weekend. Even if even if I don't really want it, even if I don't need another t-shirt, right, like a hole in there. I, I tried to buy the Cap Gun Heroes record, but they gave me one gratis, so. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was. No, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give this to them. They actually have a lot of merch. Um, you know, for a small band, they have koozies, they have really? t-shirts, they have sweatshirts, they have caps, they have fucking, uh, and that, cause they got a cool logo too. That Cap Gun Heroes logo was a very cool logo. Whoever did that, they know what the yeah. fuck they're doing. Cause that's, that's good. You it's know, a good name too. The, the, there was a good selection of merch all around. Queers had lots of vinyl. Um, and, uh, yeah, Cap Gun Heroes had, I think three different colors of their, their record. Uh, all I would say so, is Susie had her record t-shirts I mean it was, it was cool as a, as, a, as, a, as a hint to bands if you're going to have a lot of merch spread out on the table have it clearly marked how much stuff is yeah because I'm not going to go like up and start you like that little sheet where it's got all the prices yeah, on it yeah. yeah I'm not going to go up and start haggling with you asking how much is a t-shirt you know yeah. whatever because I don't know it, that, that just seems kind of weird the, the, my regret may end up being so 
Ben Weasel had sent out about 35 copies or something of his new last album, the Some Freaks of Atavism album, on clear vinyl. Sent him out with Joe because Weasel's not going to tour anytime soon or play shows anytime soon. Does he even have a band anymore, or is it pretty much just him? No, he's got a band, but it's not like he keeps them around. I mean, they're all they're all over the place. So I mean, did he fall out like with Danny Vapid and, and and all those guys? Did he fall out with all those guys? That's funny you say that. Yeah. Well, yes. But anyway, so my point with the thing is, that, so he had clear. He had the Screeching Weasel, the new album, mm-hmm. Clear Vinyl. I have the orange first pressing, but it definitely. I had to fight back the urge to buy the clear. I don't know what pressing this is. I, I, I don't need it, though. I, mean, I, I, I tell you what, mate. I tell you what. If it had been 15 bucks or something, I'd have bought it for you. Yeah, it but he wants it 30 bucks yeah. with a fucking thing. Like, where's all their, their new albums were like 30 bucks, and some were 25 But that being said, so you were talking about Danny Vapid. Do you remember, boy, you go back, you know, we talk, we love talking about the cancel culture stuff, right? Do you remember when Screeching Weasel played South by Southwest in Austin and that woman kept throwing ice in his face or something. And, and so he ended he, up slugging a woman. Yeah. Which was not the right thing to do. But, you know, oh, I, I wasn't didn't. getting ice thrown in my face either. I'd have done the same thing. And, uh, and then, like, in the melee, I think he hit the club owner was a woman or something, like, mm-hmm. when it got out of control. So he got kind of canceled. He's kind of a grumpy guy anyway. And politically, he doesn't align with, you know, the proper punk rock, punk rock politics. So he's he's definitely fallen out of favor with people, and when that happened, Vapid and the other guys in the band just pretty much quit. Not only did they quit, they pretty much threw him under the bus. I was actually not. Oh, very, that sucks. I was actually not very impressed. I uh, I certainly am a Danny Vapid fan for the most part, but I kind of like I don't really listen to his new albums and stuff. I kind of had a, I find it kind of distasteful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but anyway, I'm not like I said. I don't want to rag on Danny Vapid, but he was the one when he put the band back together. Without Jughead, Vapid was kind of the one that still gave the band some credibility. So once they left, once he left, eh, it's definitely, you know, it's just bad now. But oh, look at the queers! The guys gone through like fifty-seven members. It's just Joe. All right. But like I said, that guy's a freaking nature. He can just, he must be guy that must be a drill sergeant or something. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. He's you know, yeah, he's, he's in his early sixties. Yeah, he's in his early sixties and he looks. Doesn't great. play guitar yeah. anymore. Just stands there and sticks his fist in the air. Yeah, waves his fist about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a proper punk rock show. Um. So you yeah. So you got DRI coming up, but you also bought tickets for another show in Chicago, right? I did. I bought tickets. For, this is such a weird bill. I'm, I'm doing a lead in here. For this the, is such yeah. a weird bill. But yeah, I, I, I see where you're going, everybody. I see where you're going. It's such a weird bill, but it's also a, a fun bill, and it's a it's kind of a, a punk till I die bill, or it's gonna yeah, be it at least. Yeah. So it's Chicago natives, Flatfoot Fifty Six, who are a great Celt punk band from Chicago. Those big tall dudes. You can see if you see them at shows, you can pick them out because they're giants. The main guy, especially, he must be like, I think he's six six or something. But he's just they're big dudes, you know. But yeah, Flatfoot 56, who I'm a big fan of. And then it, it the next the direct support is the Huntingtons from Baltimore, Maryland, who are Ramon, Ramon's core, right? Yeah, definitely Ramon's core. I mean, no question about it. Recorded a bunch of Ramon's stuff and just very Ramon's core, very uh a fun a fun band. That I it's funny, they play Grams, I never I but I have never actually seen them, I don't think. Um and then our Pal Ryan and 500 Miles from Memphis. Yeah, which so that is an interesting bit. That's cool. He, he got, I, I, he got I told Ryan he, came, he got, I told know. Brian he came by. We tried to get to have a beer. So uh, definitely, yeah. Um, and, and that's they, in March, right? It's in March. Yeah, it's around St. Patrick's Day actually. And then maybe we get to see the River Green. And then, uh, dude, it better not be St. Patrick's Day. No, it's the Friday. city is a fucking. It's, if you thought if you thought St. Saturday was a mess, if St. Patrick's Day is on a Thursday, okay. yeah, but down there it's like its own world. Reggie's is its own world. You know, so what it's I mean? not particularly Irish down there, is it? No, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, there's a local band called Evil Engine, a uh, female-fronted kind of spiky punk band. They were supposed to play first. one of the other shows. I, yeah, I think they played one of the sloppy shows we made yeah. and didn't get there in time. Yeah, I, I remember we, that. Yeah. We kind of stink at getting there on time. You know, it's like if you're sitting no, somewhere... No, we were good. We, we were there on time for all, all the shows this weekend. This weekend, yeah. yeah but I'm we saying in general, if we yeah. get hunkered in somewhere and we're having a good time drinking and conversing, sometimes you miss yeah, a yeah, or two, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know what, that's part of the experience too. Yeah. So it's it's fun, you know. When when Scott and I just even if we go to like GR, if it's only a twenty minute drive, but you know it's nice to make an evening out of it. You go eat dinner, and you know you do the whole thing. Oh yeah. Rather than just showing up, watching the bands taking off, you try to make it into a little bit of a you know. Agreed. We can unwind for a little bit. So anyway, you were leading me into this Huntington song. Yeah. So uh, yeah. We've so never, you ever see we've the never played this band before. We have not. Now did they split up and get back together? Because I they dropped I out of the they consciousness might, I think for a they while. might only be one dude too at this okay. point. But I'm not positive on that. But we we probably are going to be talking to them soon too. So. Um, so yeah, let's let's play uh, the Huntingtons. I want to be a Ramon. with I Want to Be a Ramon. So yeah, they'll be playing in March. And then also in March, we've got um, the big show at the Vic. Circle Jerks, Seven Seconds, and Negative Approach. Right? Yeah, that's my... They're only a week apart, which is kind of a bummer. You know, I hate that. You know, it's like, spread them out. Give me one a month. I can come every You're gonna have to stay at the Chinese hotel for for a week. A week, yeah. (laughs) I don't know how I'll deal with that one, so we'll we'll see. You could probably buy the hotel off them for like 100 grand. (laughs) 
Maybe. Um, so for me, I've got actually um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, no, it's after Christmas. It's in January, I think. Right, I got the meteors. Yep, right, the right there. I think it's so, January oh, yeah, eighth or something. I do. I have the ticket right January here. January eighth, maybe. Correct. Yes. Meteors, the Kings of Psychobilly, Saturday, January eighth, and I'm interested in this because it'd be my longtime favorite, one of my favorite bands. Got a lot of favorite bands, but. Um, and you haven't seen them for almost 40 years. Since 1983. Yeah, that's was the last time I saw them. And I've got that show. I, I recorded the show live on cassette with a little cassette player there. And it's amazing. Did you find it? The cassette? You did, right? Yeah, I've got it. And it's amazing because there's a huge fucking fight. There's a brawl. The band stops playing. You can hear bottles smashing on the cymbals. <laughs> you can hear people uh, offering to fight people in the crowd. It's fucking amazing. In fact, I should get that to the band so they can put it out. Because it is an amazing recording. Make sure you get some royalties on that. You probably hear me shit myself. Re- be your retirement. <laughs> that'll be your retirement uh, royalty. Oh yeah, they'll sell. They'll you can put that. You can put, you can put that on Spotify. You might make pennies. Yeah, people will come after me and kill me. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm going to that in January, and then we got that big thing coming up in uh, in March, the Circle Jerk show, and I think there's something else. I have one other one up. in early March that where the it's funny, dude. So the Tossers are coming, who are from Chicago, are playing at that little bar. another Celtic punk band, a, a, right? a little bar in Grand Rapids that I love called the Tip Top, and it's funny. Guess who the opening band is? I am going to intentionally. Go see Crazy in the Brains. It's the Tossers and Crazy in the Brains oh, playing dear. at that little tiny. So I'll give them. No. I will give them a fair shake. There's nowhere to run high in that bar. You know, it's very. Small How are they going to fit the xylophone on stage? I don't know. Have to <laughs> do like fifteen people in the band. I don't think so. I think there's just three or four or something. I I, I don't know honestly. If you have a xylophone really player, I would assume it's a lot never of really people in the band. I've, I've never seen them. They were re- yeah, sure. they were a punk rock bowling, but we purposefully did not see yeah, them. Yeah, we didn't catch them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, well, I, it wasn't so much purposely didn't see them as much as you just can't catch everybody, and we just were not going to go over there at noon or whatever time they, they start. There's early. Tom building bridges and me burning them again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I would, I would actually love to go to see a show at the Tip Top Lounge. So yeah, that's great. I, when, great. When is that? Uh, March third. I think it's a Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. If if I knew the weather was gonna be good, maybe I had to. Agree yeah, to, nothing better than driving out. around Lake Michigan in the wintertime. Yeah. Fuck, man. Get this. Get some fucking Lake. Effect well, I snow. saw the meteors. Like I said, the meteors are playing in Detroit with Elvis Hitler, which I would love to go to. I love Elvis. I haven't. I, we it's saw him a couple years ago, but I hadn't seen him for years. You know, you talk about. I I've had a lot of bands where I go twenty five years between seeing them, but I've never that forty. I mean, I haven't. I haven't been going to shows for forty years, so it's not even possible. But that's really an amazing feat. I mean, obviously, they're a few years older than you are. These guys got to be well in their 60s, right? Yeah, I saw Elvis Hitler. Actually, I saw... No, I'm talking about the meteors, guys. Oh, the meteors, yeah. Yeah, they're probably in the early 60s, yeah. Um, well, it's it, it's like most bands, right? It's it's him, the original guy, and then two so other, he, a bass he, player. and. Oh, so he doesn't play that part? No, he doesn't play that. He plays guitar. He plays guitar. Okay. Yeah, he's an incredible rockabilly we guitarist. Actually, he's really it's funny. Good. We actually... Uh, I, I can't remember if Neil reached out or I reached out, but because I, I did a little... Promo right up for Nunes for him, and I reached out to him, and I, I they said, nope, he doesn't do any interviews. Like, okay, because I, I figured Neil would get a kick out of it. But no, he won't talk to us. Yeah. And if you ask him again, he'll cast a voodoo spell on you or some kind of... Well, I'm going to, when at Reggie's, I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and talk to him and see... You, see, hey, maybe, see you know, it's can... a lot, people are a lot different in person. Yeah. And, you know, they might tell their PR person to handle things a certain way, but they might be, you know... A drunken Englishman might be able to talk him into something. Well, I, yeah, because I believe he live he lives in Portland now, and I think the rest of the band, the drummer, because again, rockabilly band, right? It's or psychabilly band is three piece, yeah. right? And I think the drummer and the uh, and the bass player, are both I think they're both German. 
Yeah. I know they're big on the continent. So, on, you know, on, you the, the Germans love rock and roll, you know? They the do. Europeans love rock and roll. Rock and roll over here is dead. I saw this the, the thing for Billboard. I'm talking all rock and roll. The Billboard 200 for this year, for the year 2021, not one new rock album on it. So oh. Guns N' Roses, Metallica, crazy stuff like that is still on it maybe. I don't know about Guns N' Roses, but I know Metallica's been doing reissues. So they got a bunch of stuff on it. But yeah, not one new rock album on the 200 hmm. best-selling record wow. of the year. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you like Nicki Minaj, dude, because that's the future. Oh, oh, the week after that media show? I forgot. Teenage Bottle Rocket, that show they were playing in Chicago, the Chop Shop, has been put back to the 15th of January. So I go and see the Meteors on the 8th. It's Saturday. So I see the Meteors on Saturday the 8th, and then Teenage Bottle Rocket on Saturday the 15th. Boy, look at you, man of the town. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be hunkered down, having records shipped to my house probably, and probably taking a little break. I mean, I get it. It depends what... Now, it won't matter. Assuming the Meteors make it, because I was supposed to see them in Irvine, if you remember, when I was out in Irvine last year, and they canceled the one show they canceled was Mm, was that one. The one you were going to go see. Yeah. Um, so assuming they make it, even if it's snowing, I'm going to make it down for that show. Now, Teenage Bottle Rocket, if it snowed like a bitch that day, I would probably give that a miss just because I've seen them so many times, but hopefully it won't be and hopefully I'll be able to see them because they're playing Chop Shop, which is a cool little venue. It's, there's one other wildcard venue in, in GR that reopened. It was a classic, I don't want to say classic because it was for kids younger than me at the time, it was big in the 2000s. It was called Skeletones. Like, I saw the Queers That's a good there. name for a band. Well, like, I saw the Queers Actually, there. I mean, they, used, they used to book some cool, like, older... I mean, Agnostic Front played there. Mm-hmm. Against Me played there for their big. But it went away for a while, and they, they revived it and bring it back. And they have a lot of local hardcore shows there, which I am not really in that scene at all. But, like, the other day, they had a pretty big festival that had Antidote, the old New York hardcore band, come in to headline. There was one other out-of-town band with a lot of local, local bands. But I think I saw something about... This new version of Antidote, like the singer died or something, so the guitar player grabbed the name. So it's just kind of one of those one of yeah. those type of hardcore bands, where, but not like you'd look at them and know that it wasn't the original guys, and you don't really know yeah. what they look like. They're a hardcore band, just you know? some fat bullets. But I I right? saw that there was some I saw that the X Ray Arcade of Milwaukee, which is one of my favorite venues, had made some kind of a statement about how we won't tolerate any kind of racist or homophobic nonsense or something. I guess the singer, the, the new singer or something, went on some kind of a tirade up in up in Milwaukee. I don't know. Oh, was that right? That's what, that's what that's what somebody had said. I don't know. Don't sue me. I don't know for a fact, but that's what I heard. I was like, oh boy, these guys, man, these old New York guys, they're, they're tough guys. They don't take any crap. Yeah. Well, we have to do the show on. I'll tell you what, we'll have to do a show again, another cancel culture show, and then maybe I'd like to do a show on the whole vinyl thing, you know, the whole pressing plant fiasco, because I've done some more digging into that, and it's kind of interesting, this weird confluence of events hmm. that just happen to all converge at the same time. So it's not just made... all Adele's fault. It's not all Adele's fault, but it's um, a lot of bands like that, all, were all released like Elton John, a lot of bands were <laughs> releasing big albums all at the same time. And it coincided as well with Black Friday Record Store Day with all these bands like Metallica putting out box sets. Yeah. All these people putting out box sets of vinyl. So the smaller bands, all the shit's getting yeah. pushed back. So it's not all Adele, but it's you know it's huh. uh, it's all that kind of stuff. Anyway, maybe we'll do a show about that. Well, I'll tell you what. We've been going on and on actually already. We've already gone probably over our limit. So I'll tell you what. I'm, Why don't you play your best of spam song? I am. I'm going to play my best of spam song. Everybody's new favorite feature. Um... This band has been hitting us up, and they're pretty cool. And uh, I didn't dig real deep this week, if I'm being honest, because I've been running around with you and drinking right. drinking that old style. So this band is called Remote Control. What was the name of the song? Get Up or something? I think it was Get called Up. Get Up. Yeah. Where are they from? 
Uh, they're from Richmond, Virginia, I think. Right? Richmond, Virginia. Now, what's the famous band from Richmond, think. Virginia? I should know. Avail. Avail's from Avail, Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Right? yeah. Richmond's got a really... Uh, Guar, dude. Your heroes. Uh, Richmond has a really <laughs> good... Uh, Iron Reagan, Municipal Waste. Yeah, the, uh, Richmond has a really good music scene, I think, actually. Hmm. But I, I know one of our listeners, I think it's Brian, it lives over there, and I think... I think he said they don't get maybe as much touring bands through that. I mean, how far is Richmond from D.C.? I have, I, it's not that far, right? It all sounds like it should be like next door to each other. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know all those East Coast towns. How well, because Susie Moon's from D.C. now. Yeah, she lives in D.C. Yeah, she lives in D.C. But um, she's a California girl through and through. You don't you don't look at her and say, oh, there's a D.C. girl, you know. I mean, she even made the illusion at the show. She said, I didn't come all the way from California for something. I can't remember. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So this is, yeah, this week's Best of Spam. This is Remote Control, and the song is called Get Up. Check it out.
All right, Richard, get out your money and buy the remote control album because we know that you will. You're a good man. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's let's bring this thing down. Let's 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 wrap this sucker up. Actually. All right. So so first of all, of course, I didn't say this at the beginning. You can reach us, of course, at Punk Die Die seventy seven at Gmail, Punk Die Die Podcast, Punk Die Die Podcast Group, both on Facebook. So look us up. Send us a message. Ask for stickers. Yeah, oh. we, still, we still have a few stickers. We're getting pretty low. Yeah, again, we are getting pretty but, low. But if you want some, write to us. We'll uh, we'll get you some stickers. And um, the sweatshirts, the hooded sweatshirts. I we kind of took it like an informal order, right, on the Facebook group and stuff. And a couple of people emailed me. Um, the sweatshirts are being pressed as we speak. The black hooded sweatshirts. There's no so, backup at the sweatshirt pressing plants. Apparently, there isn't. No, those those and they're on point. They're fantastic. They're yep. great to deal Chicago with. Here. Um, so we should have them in hand uh, probably in a week or two. Oh, really? Yeah. Send them out before Christmas. It'll take three weeks to get anywhere. Yeah. But. Um, so we'll try. So hopefully we'll have them in hand and we'll put pictures up when we get them. Hopefully so nobody bought that as a Christmas gift, right? Right. Yeah, I don't. Well, no one's actually paid me any money yet. That's so true. That's no one's true. fucking bought anything. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Neil just has $1,000 for the sweatshirts boxed up in his house. It'll be great. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, we'll be. We'll be the next Susie Moon Show, we'll be selling sweatshirts. Exactly. Next um, so yeah, so those will be coming through soon. So um, we might have a couple of spares. So if you weren't on that original list and you want one uh, send me a drop me an email and or a, a message and uh, we'll see what we can do um he'll probably break your heart but you can try that's assuming everyone pays right who yeah, said oh true. i want one i want that's one true. and then fifty dollars that's too much it's like yeah we're not making money on no, this we're not making any money on this no. at all um and they're nice they're supposed to be nice that's what neil says yeah and we got our and see the lot like this one this is my tiger army one it's so fucking thin you can thin, see through it? it well and 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 the it's thing so is fucking pathetic in getting the sweatshirts made, you had to have the logo reversed, right? So we could theoretically yeah. do some black t-shirts. We would get yes, a lot of requests definitely. for black for black t-shirts. And Laura came up with a really good idea of what to put on the back of the t-shirt this time. Awesome kind of. Well, I'll tell you off okay. air. I think it's really cool. Look. Well, and I, w- I wouldn't mind doing a run of the caricature ones either. That's a pretty popular design too. The ones that uh, the dude here in Chicago made for us. You don't like that one? Huh? We'll uh, we'll we'll take that one off air. Um, I mean, we're, and listen, it's not super flattering of us, but I think it's a fair likeness. It's no, okay. but when you have a brand. It's like Nike wouldn't change the logo. When you have a brand, it's good well, to stick with the logo. Can, uh, what? All right, all right. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so to bring it down, um, we had a death in the punk rock community this week. Um, the singer from the Angelica So Club by Starts. the time you hear this, he will already be yeah. buried. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> His mask will be over by the time yeah. this is done. Um, the Angelic Upstarts, I don't know if a lot of you are super familiar with them. They, I mean, you should, because they had some. They had a couple of you know, pretty damn big songs, right? Yeah. I'm an Upstart. Definitely and, in uh, there with the Sham 69s, the Cox Bars. Yep, Teenage Warning. Cockney they were from the northeast of England, which is kind of unusual, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Newcastle, Sunderland area. Um, not not a super fashionable area, very working class, mm-hmm. you know, dock, a lot of dock work well, and things like that. Um, so anyway, he... Um, Menzi, Menzi the same. Yeah, Menzi, Thomas, Thomas Mensforth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's probably a little bit older than me. He was 65, I think I saw. Okay, yeah. And uh, unfortunately died of COVID this week. He'd been in hospital for a couple of weeks with COVID, and uh, he passed away. Yeah, so everybody knew about it. So it was kind of going around, you know, thoughts and prayers for Menzi. Yep. But the thing I'll say about this guy, never having met him, not being particularly huge Angelic Upstarts fan, even though I I don't dislike them. I like some of their songs, definitely. Um they uh everybody has something good to say about this guy i mean they said this guy was just down to down to earth never right. never abandoned his working class roots right which is cool so 
anyway. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately he, he passed away. So, uh, yeah, so this goes back to something that Tom said a while ago. If you were planning, maybe thinking about going to Rebellion or thinking about going to see some of these older punk bands, do it while you have the chance. Because, you seriously, they, people might not be around. Well, it, it, it's funny, too. You know, you think, okay, that's... I mean, he was the only one left from the original lineup doing Angelic Upstarts, I'm sure, right? Oh, I'm not sure, actually. There might have been one of those bands that would... Well, it's funny now. Now we're like, well, look what happened with the business, where, you know, the only guy who mattered in the business died, and then a couple old former members grabbed the name, and their their songs aren't terrible that they're doing now. It's not the same without Mickey, obviously. But, yeah. I mean, man, if the Buzzcocks can do without Pete Shelley, right? Yeah, that whole thing, that's that's a clusterfuck. That's a there. weird situation, right? Because like, yeah. if they were on a bill and I was going to the show, I'd certainly watch them play, but I don't know how far I'd drive to see the Buzzcocks without Pete Shelley. I, I don't even know. It's so funny if you saw that lineup. I don't even know if he could say you've seen the Buzzcocks. Yeah. You've basically, well, basically seen Steve Diggle and... But if you're if you're right now an 18 or 20-year-old kid who loves a classic punk rock, you do the best you can. I felt that the way in the 90s. Yeah, I agree. I felt that way in the early agreed. 90s and most of the bands still had three of their five guys. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Very few of them were... Full original, mem- full original. So, do you have anything else? Didn't you say you had so much to spring on me in this episode? I don't remember what it is anymore. Yeah, like you, you, your face looked full of glee yesterday. No, like you that were going to fucking was, spring no, that, that's the, surprise the, the, the on Christmas me. Christmas episode. Oh, okay, all right. So, in that case, we're going to wrap it up. That I'm going to wrap it up with a couple of Angelic Upstart songs, actually. Um, I wanted to do more deep cuts. I don't want to play um, an Upstart or God uh, Teenage Warning. God forbid you play the hits. Yeah. Well, I think we might have actually played one of them already. I'm not sure. Maybe. But um, I'm going to play. Um, I'm going to play. Kids on the Street is going to be the first one I'm going to play, and then I'm going to play us out with the uh, the ballad. It's called England, which is by Mency Loved England. It's uh, it's a kind of a tearjerker now when you think about it. So, anyway, um, we will play out with those. And so, thank you for listening, as always. And uh, keep a little Mency in your heart. How was that? That was <laughs> exactly. good, right? Yeah. And uh, stay free, everybody. We'll smell you later. Smell you later. Bye.
flag is her blood that was spilled in the way that your forefathers tell. I never a country been so great, the stories Britannia could tell. I never want to live my life away from the golden shores. There's never a country in the world with a scent of an English rose. 